Welcome to the You, Me and the GP radio show, a health exercise and nutrition show for over 40s who want to get back to their best. Discover how to keep yourself fit, healthy and full of energy. Each week, your hosts Rich Clark and Dr. Mark Daniels will answer your questions and interview special guests. Rich Clark is an exercise scientist and nutritionist who helps over 40s thrive, not just survive in today's busy world. Dr. Mark Daniels is a practicing GP with 25 years experience. He's had notable success with his patients using simple dietary changes rather than medication to provide improvements. Living in Wales with their families, they see the effect poor health has on people on a daily basis and how easily it can be turned around. Sit back and enjoy our tips and advice. Hello everybody and welcome to the show. It's uh, me and the doc, ready to rock. We have got, uh, again, some of your questions sent in by you guys. If you would like to submit a question, you can do so at info at richard-clark.co.uk or you can uh, do the same info at revolutionaryhealth.co.uk or you can tweet us or Facebook, anything you like, just get those questions over. So I'm actually going to be adding a feature on the blog, Mark, because I've seen it on somebody else's and I thought it was awesome, where you can just click a button and record a question yeah, on great. on the side of like where they're, they're listening on the blog and stuff. So let's see, give it a test, see if it uh, generates, because I like the audio calls. So if anybody wants to make us an audio question, I'd love that. Uh, yeah, we did. Lars was the only one, and a nice American accent a lot. So, yeah, any foreigners, especially, um, you know, women with sexy voices. <coughs> I didn't say that, uh, married man. Um, but yeah, anybody uh, wants to send us a recorded question, we'd love it. Okay, first question for how, everything. All right with you, Mark? You taking over? How's the family, pal? How's the training going? Good. Everything's good. Our training's terrible. I'm still not able to run. No. Uh, I've got one more. I'm giving it one more week, and if I can't run after a week, I'm going to have to pull out a tough mother, which I'm a bit cheesed off about. Oh, well, uh, I am going to assume with you. I'm being for a massage. I could have fixed that. I could have fixed that for you. I'm telling you, I could have. You can come and, see, come and see me tomorrow. What are you doing tomorrow? Um, I'm busy tomorrow. I've got stuff on tomorrow. But I, I'm just going to get. It's down to the stage where if I can't run tomorrow, I'm going to, I'm going to give it a miss. I, I've, got, I've got the survival one. Later on in the year, I'll do that one. So what have you done? What have you done to it? I don't want to do tough, mud. I'm ruining my ability to play golf or do any other sort of activities. No, no, it's nothing's worth, uh, as we say, not, uh, screwing everyday life up, um, sort of thing. So but what have you done? What have you done for it? What What have you done for it? Have you foam rolled it? Have you What have you done? I've foam rolled and I've stretched it and I've done, yeah, basically just usual so I've taken a bit of anti-inflammatory so I iced it originally I did all the usual stuff and a bit of rice in it, you know, rest ice so what is it now is it still like angry or is it tight uh, it's just if I try and put any if I try and put my foot say up a, onto a box and then lift myself up on that leg it's still weak if you see what I mean right so not sharp no 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 no, it's 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 it's, got, it's it's near the end now. It's near it's near. Right. The end. Oh, you may be. Uh, really yeah, you may be. All right, you may be. Get away with it now, as you say. So. Uh, I'll let you know next week. Yeah. Cool. How many miles is the tough matter? Thirteen, is it? Thirteen miles in mud plus two hundred obstacles or something. I don't know. I know. <laughs> I, I, Chucks and everything, you know. I'm moaning. I got to do the Swansea half with a client, and I. I don't hate running, but running hates me. I lose tons tons of weight when I run, and I I'm trying to stay in a certain kind of body shape because I'm naturally a skinny 
guy or whatever. So I'm a good runner. I can run all day, but like if I do training for a half marathon, I usually lose seven to ten pound. And I eat like I had a Domino's pizza when I came home from my nine miler on the weekend, but I hate that stuff. So doing it over obstacles, mate. I tip my hat to you, you crazy guy. Yeah, I, I don't run at all. I, I just do a bit of CrossFit and then, you know, a bit of sprinting. I don't actually do any long runs until about two weeks before because I don't like it. I hate running. It's I boring. It is horrible, isn't it? It's boring. <laughs> oh, great. I just want to lift something and then run. But anyway. Yeah, cool. Some people love it. So, you know, yeah. like these Iron Men who, do, who like, I mean, I like cycling, but. I, I hate swimming. Yeah, so it can be so an addiction. Like, yeah, uh, right. a, a lot of these endurance people are actually addicted. Um, but um, yeah. you know, it's I, what they're good people. They're they 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 yeah. they're doing their best and they love running. So you know, big deal. But um, it's um, it is the long endurance stuff is stressful on the body, and I'm not a big fan of it generally. But I've said this stuff before. Onwards with the first question. Okay. Hi, Rich and Mark, uh, Rich and Dr. Mark. I have, ever since I was younger, I've always had bruises over my arms and legs, which come even with the slightest of bumps. Any idea why I bruise so easily? Lowry, 35. I will be very interested in the answer to this one because I have no clue really. I have any, right. any little inkling of something to do with the liver, but uh, other than that, what, what, do you, what do you say, sir? It's nothing, it's nothing that spectacular, actually. I mean, basically, can you hear me all right? Because it seems yeah. to be back, coming back. Are you all right here? Yeah, it's all fine on my yeah. end. Okay, no, it's basically a, a bruise is, is basically when the blood vessels get damaged, all right? If you, if you have, a light, have a strong, a big hit, you get a bruise. But some people, if they just, you just touch them, they get a bruise. In fact, my wife is just, gets bruised. Even if you just sort of grab hold of her, she'll get a bruise. Grab, know, grab hold of her by the like, throat and she gets all bruised up. I just don't know what was happening, Mark, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Just the bottom line is, if you are a person who's bruised all your life, it's extremely unlikely it's, it's anything uh, to worry about. Simple right. as that. Right. But but there are things that can cause bruising. I mean, the, the worst one of all is it yeah. is that is what we touched on last episode, which was fruit. If you don't eat fruit, if you don't get vitamin C, you can end up with scurvy, which co- which causes bruising. So all the people in the sort of 17, 1800s on the boats, they used to get scurvy because they didn't have any fruit. Yes. They lacked vitamin C, and they came out in bruises and they died. But and um, this lady's clearly not got scurvy, but that is scurvy is coming back. People yeah. people aren't taking enough vitamin C, and scurvy, we, the occasionally is, you see scurvy. We, I've never seen it, but you hear it in the journals of people who are living in this country and get scurvy, you know, which is, which is incredible in, in the sort of 21st century. Yeah. But anyway, the other things that could cause this sort of bruising is, is things like that affect the, the wall of the blood vessels, things like aspirin, steroids. And unfortunately, as you get older, you're more likely to get bruising. And we've all seen old ladies with bruises all over their arms. It's not because they're battered. It's because they've got this horribly named condition called senile pruritus. Senile, um, oh, I've forgotten the name of it now. Senile something or other. Anyway, it's... Uh, it's You forgot it when you were using the word senile. That's um, (laughs) a a, a funny thing. Uh, Cool, right. It's called called senile purpura. I had a little moment there. Senile purpura. It's actually, I, I tell Trace that it's not because they're seeing that, it's just because they're getting older. And you see little old ladies with bruising on them, it's because their blood vessels have got, have got much um, more friable, much more easy to bruise. Right. There, are some, there are some conditions and some sort of um, coagulation problems with, you know, clotting problems where you can get bruising. If she's worried, it's worth going and getting a clotting screen. If the clotting screen is clear, I wouldn't, and if she's a decent diet, I wouldn't worry about it at all. It's just almost a variation on 
it's not a liver thing. It's not anything else. Nothing it's, serious. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a variation of normal. Some people don't bruise yes. at all. You can battle them. They don't bruise. Some people bruise just by being touched. Right. It's just it's normally just a variation. So a variation on normal. That's a good uh, yeah, dis- description on it. Um, and on the note of um, being senile, Mark, just so you know, um, apparently the new research suggests that the older you get, you take longer to remember things because your inverted commas filing cabinet is a lot bigger for you have to find the information or whatever. So it's, um, you know that's um, you know a good um, excuse I'm getting to anyway. An interesting thing I've I've read about is you know as you get older, weeks and months seem to go quickly. Do you know what I mean? You, yes, totally. You Years. Six or seven. It took ages for Christmas to come, didn't it? Yeah, months yeah. And months. Now Christmas comes around every every twelve minutes, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And seems like the theory. The theory is that you you remember things better when you're younger because you only remember new things. So if you remember new things, lots of things are new when you're younger. Right. Like Christmas is not new now. I mean, I you know Christmas is Christmas, but when you're young, every new memory gets imprinted. But when you're older, things that have happened many times before, they don't register. It's like if you're going on a drive on the same way, do you know what? Three roundabouts, and you don't remember any of them. That's so what I'm writing down on a piece of paper now. I bet we're living at a massively subconscious level because we're so used to doing all of our routines and all of our daily things that's, that's that right. we're not so, we're not even engaged in life, and it's sort of speeding up and it's, it's passing us by, sort of thing. So sure. it leads up fantastically, and there's no um, like we didn't do that on purpose, but it does lead on to the next question, which is about meditation. Um, yeah. But before I answer that, I've actually written another little note on my scrap of paper here. I've got to tell you a story about scurvy and how they... Do you know the story of how they finally found out the cure? Yeah, I do. You, you tell the audience, because I had a... a cool, day. right. Well, this is how I've uh, been told it, okay? And you can correct me after if it's, uh, it's off the mark there, but... Back in the day, when people used to sail on ships and this, that, and the other, and they'd go away, the men started to, to get sick and ill and things, and uh, they'd lose, um, you know, like kind of loads of men, and they'd lose whole ships and things. It was um, a big problem. But um, one uh, sort of chap, I don't know his name, but uh, they, him and his shipmates got uh, frozen in one winter, in a certain part of the sea and as a result uh, either the men were going to die or they they went across the ice and they went onto the land and they found and they bumped into local people um you know whether they were kind of indians or whatever it was local people anyway and the local people basically gave them hot water with pine needles in and uh, the men drank this uh, hot water with pine needles in and they all recovered and uh, the 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 ice thawed, and off they went back home to England, and they came home with their story. And the 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 chap, as they would do back in the day, they they'd write a big report basically on the voyage and what they discovered, and all the information was very valuable and and all this sort of stuff. But anyway, it was recorded that this chap in his report he said that what had happened that all the men were going down really you know uh, bad with, with the illness. And the local people had saved them with pine needles and hot water. Now he was laughed out of out of whatever it was. He 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 would present this information. They rubbished him and they dismissed it, basically. And it wasn't until a hundred years later 
when the losses were outweighing the benefits and they were losing too many men uh, because the, the voyages were getting longer, that they went back and they said, well, what about this chap who said pine needles and, um, and hot water? And they said, well, you know, that's, that's vitamin C or whatever. So they then decided to put by law the lemons or, or limes or whatever on uh, every ship or in Georgia, I don't know if you know, probably lemons and on every ship that went away. And then that's how British people, another thing we got known as limeys or, or whatever. But is that the gist of what you... No. <laughs> oh, wow, what a tale I've just uh, spun there. But that's... Uh... There was, yeah, a chap called, uh, a Scottish doctor called James Lind, who did mm. a load of experiments about it. Right? He gave mm. people things like cider, seawater, mm. garlic, mustard, horseradish, and one group were given oranges and lemons, and they made a dramatic recovery. He republished this, it's a very famous publication called ah. a, Tri a Trieste of, of Scurvy in 1757, all right? Do you know what? And I bet you if you go back 100 years before or whatever and check, this guy yeah, have yeah. stolen the discovery yeah, but the thing, of I mean, maybe, my maybe. guy, if you know what I mean. Um, yeah. But the bottom line is, he wasn't believed, it was took over 50 years. Oh, another 50 on top of that, yeah. Yeah. 50 years for them to actually actually the admiralty to decide yeah he was right let's try this and that, as you say that's why we call limes yeah so that's, that's, yeah. You, can, you can believe what you want yeah yeah but it basically the gist of it and also the point that i was trying to make was when these things are discovered such as we're on a tip on on, on the cusp of all this same stuff at the moment with the diabetes and the sugar the carbohydrates and the cholesterol and the fat being good for you and not bad for you all this stuff is being laughed and uh rubbished by some uh prominent uh people and the majority of uh the kind of establishment uh if you like um but in another 50 years it'll be like the vitamin c is now it'll be a known fact that Absolutely. that is why wouldn't you do that and they'll be laughing at the food pyramid and they'll be laughing at the the, the, the things that they did with diabetes back in the day and uh, all that, but there we are. You know, either you uh, want to listen to what's happening on the ground, where Mark and I have our finger on the pulse, or you want to, you know, do your. Um, it's not evidence based. You ain't doing it, sort of thing, which is all well and good for some stuff, but not everything has got the evidence just yet, and it can take a hundred years or fifty to a hundred years for that evidence to come from being discovered to being in reality. So, so to me, that's why I get passionate about this stuff is because that is knowledge is power, and that information to me encourages me to do what I feel works and is natural and feels good. Not listen to some of the advice that's given. Yeah, I mean, we got we got another day. In fact, we had another diabetic surgery who had HbA1c in the eighties, which is really badly controlled. Went on the the diet that we said. He's now not diabetic anymore. So there's another mm. one. Yeah. I mean, these things, you know, you don't get, up, yeah. You, you, yeah, these things are real. I mean, the people mm. are getting their diabetes completely, you know, it's gone. I mean, if he, if he goes back to eating rubbish again, he will get his diabetes back. Of course. Yeah. But, so he's in remission, as it were. Uh, but the common yeah. uh, treatment for diabetes is give him a load of drugs and tell him to go away. Um, and he he's much carbohydrates like and we'll give him more drugs. Whereas our way of doing it, it actually makes them not have to take any drugs. So, I mean, it's, um, and that, again, I have to put the, Provides one, it is type 2 diabetics, adult diabetics, not the ones who get it as diabetics as children. It's a different form of illness. But um, also, those people know, can benefit from going lower carb by having less, can, less insulin. And type 1 can benefit from lower carb 
but they have to watch their insipid tag twos. If they are motivated, they can get off their off all drugs and they can become non-diabetic. So yeah. yeah, this stuff does work, and you know we we do you know laugh and joke, but this stuff is important and it does work. And it is ahead of its time, guys. Uh, yes, okay, because uh, it's it's fucking on the edge of legal what we're doing sometimes. I think. Uh, anyway, um, la two questions to go here. Hi, Rich and Mark. In one episode, I remember you spoke about meditation being good, very good for stress. I have lots of stress in my life from work, financial problems, and I've recently had a relationship breakdown. So I've been trying to learn how to meditate, but to be honest, I am not having much luck. I can't seem to concentrate or sit still long enough, let alone clear my mind. Any tips or advice, Jeff47? Can I go first? You can go first, sir. Yeah, okay. There's a lot of things about, you know, you see all these Buddhists meditating for hours and ends and everything. There's a lot of evidence that if you meditate for two minutes, you get a benefit. For so two yeah. minutes sitting still at any time of day. And just, what, what I suggest people do is they sit there and they let thoughts come into their because thoughts are going to come into your head. You examine the thought and just push it away. And you can do that for two minutes because it is quite easy to do. And I have mentioned before that the fab, fab I actually get paid for this really. The fabulous app that I use, which is called Calm, it works. It's absolutely brilliant. It has all sorts of meditations. It keeps you interested because it has a meditations for everything from self worth to stress to anxiety, all sorts of things. And it, it basically is a great relaxation tool. I use it. I use it every single day, and I find it really beneficial. You can do a five minute, a ten minute, a twenty minute, two minute, whatever you want to do. So what's and it do? Is it a guided meditation? It's a guided meditation, absolutely, right. yeah. Okay. And it tells you what to do. Because most people just haven't got a clue. They just sit yeah. there and think, well, this is meditation. Oh, I'm thinking about everything. Well, this is a waste of time. Yeah. But if you have a guided meditation, it helps. It, it teaches you what to do. I, I, to be honest, I don't need the guided meditation anymore. Sometimes it gets on my nerves. And I just, I can do it without that. Yeah, but you, you it, sometimes it's, it is quite nice to say, oh, this one is a, a one for public speaking. I'll give it a go. And you, you get a guided meditation on public speaking or whatever. But I would, I would say, calm. you can get the free app. Um, it, I think it's something like 59p a month for the full, you know, God, there's about 30 different meditations on it. I mean, I've got that for 50p a month. I think it's worth it. But you can get a free one to try and just download it. It'll be in a show notes. And I've said it before, actually, on the, uh, the podcast, I think. But meditation is actually quite easy if you try, take it in small chunks. Don't try and do a 20-minute one to start with. You won't be able to do it. No, I, I agree with everything you've said pretty much there. And uh, just to add uh, to that, that... My experience of meditation is that go to a class if you can. So I, I did a six or a 12 week, I forget, a course in a kind of Buddhist meditation center where a woman would take you through uh, guided meditations and all the breathing and some of the principles behind different things. And, you know, but that's a really good thing to actually invest a bit of time and effort and learn how to do it properly. But the, what I got from that was that guided meditations are the best, as you just said, short and then build up. But what I actually do now myself and what I've, I've also learned is you don't have to sit to meditate. You can meditate while you walk. You can meditate while you run. These things, because there's a rhythmic effect in them, as long as you haven't got your iPod in, guys, and I know a lot of people do these jogs and stuff or 
walk going for walks they love to be plugged in and obviously i'm not trying to lose us any listeners here to the podcast so you definitely don't stop listening to the podcast if you do that while you're walking there's one exception to every rule joke by the way but you can any exercise or anything that is rhythmic a cycle or sometimes swimming lengths anything that is just rhythmic and, and repetitive can put you into a meditative state basically the whole purpose of a, a meditation is to clear your mind and to uh, have separation basically to be in the gap for longer the gap is the gap between thoughts and for me i could imagine living in my head i've got about half a millisecond until i want to say the next thing that's in my head but if you can be in the gap between thoughts where you do actually switch off it can be done with exercise and things like that but you know my favorite way to meditate sleep Sleep, yeah. <laughs> Sleep is the best form and the deepest form of meditation. Okay. Yeah, the other thing that's quite good is to be in the now. In other words, go for a walk and look at things. Yeah. You know, look yes. at the trees. Yeah. Look at the birds in the in the trees. Look at the sun. Look at the you know. Look at the clouds mm. and actually do be in the now. So so many people are thinking about what happened in the future, what happened in the past, past yeah, quite. what they do, what they have for tea. Actually, just how often are we in the now is mm. very rare. And being in the now is such a is where we should be most of the time, and we're yeah. not. What puts so, you in the now, Mark? Golf? No. <laughs> no? <laughs> or are you always thing. thinking thinking about the next hole or the last hole? Rugby, rugby. Rugby for me. If I go to practice, yes, that can. But the most things that is puts you in the now is going for a walk. Yeah. Going for a walk. I live in the country. Going yeah. for a walk. Even just going for a walk around my garden and then look at the plants and the, the things growing. That's the sort of in the now. For me, my biggest thing to get me in the now, and I've only learned this about myself, playing with my kids or with Rosie and uh, Louie. So like doing Lego or playing swing ball or trampoline or whatever. And like just totally getting into it with them. Twister or whatever it is we're doing. Um, Or when I'm playing touch rugby, I'm so engaged in what I'm doing. Everything else... And my mind goes totally clear. And I don't think about anything except for whoever's in front of me or whoever's at the side of me and my team. And I don't think about anything except for that, the now. I'm in the now for ages when I play rugby. Yeah, uh, and that's, that's, that's the classic thing about sport. If, it's if beautiful. everyone talks about the zone, and the zone, all that zone means is being in the now mm. and not thinking about the last shot or this shot in, in golf, not thinking about the last shot, this shot, or how you're going to play just doing it, and that's in the in the zone, and that's for all sports. If you get in the zone, you're in a, in a good place. So when we, if we, if we're not sports people, if we want to do that, we just we lose the ability as adults, everybody, to play. Yeah. I know it sounds like, oh, I'm an adult, bloody, don't be so childish, and I know to mean play, but the, like the things I was on about, have a piss about on the Wii uh, with the kids, or have a dance uh, when nobody's watching, as they say, and. Just let yourself go a bit and 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 be more childlike and and uh, do uh, fun stuff like go down the the slide in the leisure centre or whatever it is you know in brackets if you have heart problems see your GP first. Um, <laughs> so um, this sort of stuff, right? But yeah, you get the point, guys. It's, it's so important the mind if you can get it working right for you. Last question for today and for this session. Dear Dr. Daniels and Richie, I am, oh, here we are. I am writing about my children. I have a four-year-old girl and a six-year-old boy. 
like all parents, I want my kids to be as healthy as possible. But as much as I try, their diet is, like most kids these days, pretty bad. Although they are not fat or obese, I have noticed they seem to be putting on a bit of puppy fat. I'm not worried, and we are very active as a family, and they've both learned to swim. Fantastic, well done. Recently, my boy in particular seems to be picking up lots of illnesses, whatever is going around us in, at school that week. They do eat plenty of fruit, but not so much veg or fish. Doctor, first, please. I I know what okay. I do. I I yeah I know what I do. Yeah, I I I've, I've got a five year old, uh, so I can you know. But you yeah. go, go on, you go for it. Okay. The bottom line here is everyone always wants the quick fix. Give them a supplement. Give them this. Oh, I, I, hang on. Uh, what there was? An, there's uh, there's another. I've I've, yeah. I've got. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I I, 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 I there was it. So yeah, you just reminded me. Are there any uh, supplements for kids you would recommend? Question mark. Uh, we have tried the jelly multivitamins, but they are more like sweets, and the kids want to heat the whole pack! Exclamation mark. Thanks, Dave. Thirty-nine in brackets. Nearly old enough to work with you. Huh. Okay. Sorry, I forgot that last sentence was just below my uh, my screen. No worries. Um, the, the bottom line here, as as I said, people often want it's a bit like the diet pills or this that and the other. They want the quick fix. Now, their kids are four and six. Now they've got a control over them for every single hour apart from the time they're in school. And at four and six, you control. But you try having 17, 18, 21, and 25, which is what I've got, you have no control. But at that there, you've got control. Good point. So give them decent food. I forget the supplements. Give them decent food. I mean, we mentioned a couple of episodes ago, the bone broth. Make some bone broth and put it in your stew or whatever you're going to feed them. Whatever you're going to feed them, make it good food. I and mean, if they're worried about them eating a bad diet, sort the diet out. It's very easy to sort a diet out. They may not. If, if you've got total control like you have over four or six-year-old, they will eat if they're hungry. Simple as that. Now, I wish I knew the stuff I know now when my kids were small. Because course, yes. I would have fed them totally differently. I was all chicken nuggets, McDonald's, and all that sort of rubbish when they were small. Anything for a quiet life. But at four and six, they don't know any better. You could feed them anything, and they think it was wonderful. As long as you don't get them addicted to the sweet stuff, yeah. you, can, you, can, you can feed them what you want. I wouldn't bother with any supplements. I would just give them decent food. Yeah. Great. I can only echo what Mark says. Unless you have tried everything and are failing miserably, um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't go with the like the multivitamins and, and things like that. But um, like Mark suggested, try to sneak the, the goodness in. Um, but the four and the six-year-olds, like, they don't know any difference, so they should be all right. But as they get a bit older, if you can do stews and different recipes where they kind of hardly know where stuff's in there, I've, I know that's a good strategy. But generally, I'm lucky. My son has always eaten well since he's been born. And he likes smoked salmon. He likes salmon. He likes all fish. Uh, he'll eat broccoli till the cows come home, you know, so... He's, you know, Louis out of all his friends and stuff, and the mums in up the yard. Uh, they tell my wife that they have a lot of trouble with their kids, as you say, McDonald's being a, a thing and all the sugar. But uh, that's what I would do if, you know, let's be honest, ideal world. Yeah, let's get everybody and all four year olds. This guy says he's eating pretty bad already. So you know, for, for the fact of knowing he's a parent, Mark, and knowing that. You know, I am like, my son can't have the iPad until I'm stressed out and tired. Then he can have the iPad for as long as he likes. You know, like when, it's, when you're a parent, it's like, 
Yeah. You'll give anything to your kids when you're tired and stressed. It's like, what, what was I want to call, call in? Yeah, crack on, do what you want. Like, I just need five five minutes. Um, yeah. But that was a joke uh, for child protection services. Um, so I would, like, to, to meet this guy halfway, there are kids' supplements out there. There are kids' fish oils and things like that. And I do have a, a kid's multivitamin and a probiotic designed again by um, Dr. Nigel Plummer, who is very holistic, very ethical, and he has a, a big team of research scientists. It's a big concern. He provides people with these things all over the world, and they've been tested. These probiotics will be the only probiotics ever tested in a clinical trial in the world and was um, reported in The Lancet. So these are called. Um, children's probiotic plus multivitamin and they're a hard black currant flavor chewable capsule so we've got those there um and we've also got what we call magic oil or it was just a fish oil kids fish oil liquid which has orange oil in it so it doesn't taste of fish at all N none of the phil richards stuff tastes of fish at all but this is even more of an orange oil so if you can't get your kids to eat well and they're still eating crap, but you added those two things to their diet, they would be better off. So that's my rationale for that, as is the rationale for a lot of your patients, Mark, where they're going to carry on doing the stuff anyway. They just want a bloody tablet to facilitate. So, you know, yeah, it's not ideal. We're not saying go and get your kids on supplements here at all. We're telling them, get them to eat properly from word go. But if you're already up a river without the paddle, and you want to try and do the best for your kid, then that's what I do. And uh, whether it uh, is the right thing or not, it's I think better than banging your head against a brick wall and trying to have all these these things going on. And and try, you know, it's upsetting for the kids. It's upsetting for the parents. You you've created a rod for your own back when you've gone down that road, and 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 you really need a a, a structured and a, and a uh, a sort of a, a long time then to get it back and, and reintroduce some meals that the kids are going to like again but this is a big issue mark isn't it yeah it's huge and i i think you start with small things you get rid of the the sugars that's yeah. the first thing you get rid of get rid of the sugars and slowly wean them on find out one new meal a week that they like but is healthy i mean i i love i i've got a great one that i may now use it's courgette pasta it's just to die for yeah and we use it we use it as a pasta substitute and everyone eats it even the one even, even my kids they are older but even they will eat it even though they don't they, they want pasta but they they like the courgette pasta because it tastes delicious yeah. so if you add that in and say this is the new pasta to so four and six year old they just think it's pasta but they're getting a lot of nutrients out of the courgette and it's easier to make them pasta so you know there are lots and lots of things out yeah. there Quite right, and that's a big point you just reminded me there. These are four and six, uh, Dave, so like you've got to be a bit sharper than your four and your six year old buddy. Uh, no offense, that like, you've got to really kind of come up with some strategies to not expose them to the pop and the crap and all that sort of stuff. And and uh, reintroduce like fizzy water and, and some, some cordial, uh, like rocks, squash, uh, it's got none of the crap in it. That's, you know, if my son wants a fizzy drink, which he doesn't very rarely have because he's, he's never had them, so he doesn't look for them. Um, but, uh, yeah, that's uh, those types of things. You, you know, and let's be honest, like my son has sweets. My son has a, a pizza or a bit of stuff. I'm not trying to 
bring him up to be some sort of weirdo. My wife tells me a story of her friend when she was young who parents were totally, you know, extreme with all that stuff and she never had any sweets and she never had anything. She got to 13 or 14. She used to go up to my uh, wife's house and, and binge on 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 sweets and chocolate and, and it, and it um, you know, it kind of got a bit out of hand uh, there at one point. So you you got to keep it normal and not to make a big thing out of it like you know if kids gonna have a bloody ice cream or a, a bar of ch chocolate that's fine but it's when it's every day guys and it's like three times a day and they're putting on uh, as this guy says puppy fat and they're only bloody you know four or five years old with all due respect so there we go we've got on one of my subjects there kids look gets me going uh like passionate about them as in we've got to look after the little buggers Okay, Mark, happy there? Yeah, I'm good, yeah. We've gone all day about kids and dogs. Of course, yeah, we could. We'd have a whole bloody uh, day on it. So, uh, there we go. Um, okay, thank you. I think we've shared some good stuff there. It'll all be in the show notes. Thanks for coming. Thanks for uh, listening. And uh, that is bye from me. Yeah, bye from me and keep the questions coming. You, Me and the GP Radio Show is intended for general information purposes and is not meant to diagnose, treat or cure any disease. It is not designed to provide specific advice and anyone with a medical problem should seek the advice from their own doctor. Please note, we accept absolutely no responsibility if you turn into a fitter, stronger, more energetic and all-round better version of yourself. To get the show notes, just head on over to richard-clark.co.uk.